Watch and listen to the talking news every day at 12 noon and 6 p.m. on Channel 96 Comcast Xfinity and Channel 30 Verizon Fios. It can also be heard Mondays and Tuesdays at 4.30 p.m. and Wednesdays at 12.30 p.m. on Channel 9 Xfinity and Channel 29 Fios. Listen anytime on the BMC Podcast Network on SoundCloud and iTunes. Just search for the Belmont Media Podcast Network. And now on to the talking news. Belmont enters AARP network of age-friendly communities by Joanna K. Zavallis. AARP's state director, Michael Festa, presented Belmont Council on Aging Director Nava Niv Vogel with a plaque certifying Belmont's acceptance as a member of the AARP Network of Age-Friendly Communities on March the 14th in the Selectman Meeting Room of Town Hall. AARP is a nonprofit, nonpartisan organization dedicated to helping people ages 50 and older to improve their quality of life as they age. As a member of the Age-Friendly Network, we will have access to support and resources from other communities and will be privy to the best practices and get great ideas, said Niv Vogel. Festa said it comes down to approaching all of the work of town government with a lens that sees people living in that community as they grow older 20 years from now. The Age-Friendly Movement is an acknowledgement that it's not necessarily about spending money. It's about looking at the truth that you can have a budget and if you can take those same dollars and direct them in ways that are appreciative uh, of these needs. Then you effectively are creating this age-friendly movement, said Festa. He said it will be important to understand the needs of the Belmont community. Many residents aren't aware of the services available to them and don't feel connected to it, uh, he said. He recommended Belmont get priorities straight and develop a tangible action plan. uh, Selectman Chairman Adam Dash said the board will continue its initiatives to help Belmont seniors, such as increasing the amount of the senior tax work uh, off write-off, lowering the uh, interest rate on the senior tax deferral program, and passing zoning to allow assisted living on South Pleasant Street. We do care about our seniors. If we're all so lucky, it is the one group in town that we'll be able to join, he said. The Belmont Council on Aging received an $8,000 grant from the Tufts Foundation to develop a plan for an age-friendly community through a study from the University of Massachusetts Boston Gerotonic Institute. The report was completed in March of 2018. And now on to Claire. Thank you, Bob. TikTok chocolates are coming to town by Joanna Zavallis. There's a new chocolate shop coming to town, is hoping to open its doors in April at its new Belmont location. 111 Trapella Road in Cushing Square, directly across from the Bradford Development. TikTok Chocolates is owned by husband and wife team Dee and Jim Chaplin of Waltham, 
Dee began making chocolate goodies for friends and family about 14 years ago. In 2007, Dee went back to school to become a pastry chef, studying at Cambridge Culinary. Dee's experience includes working at Blacker's Bake Shop in Newton, Deborah's Natural Gourmet in West Concord. Her dream was to open her own chocolate shop, but was not able to fulfill it on the limited income from food services work. She returned to her former employment as an engineer to increase her income with the end goal of starting her own business. In 2017, the chaplains took the plunge to work towards starting their own business, making and selling chocolates. They became incorporated as an LLC in January 2018. Since then, they have been making their chocolate creations in a shared commercial kitchen in Somerville and sell their finished products at a local farmer's market, pop-up shows, shops, and events such as Handmade for the Holidays at Gore Place in Waltham. TikTok Chocolate Specialty specializes in handmade chocolate truffles, chocolate bars, chocolate-covered pretzels, and pâté de fruit. Dee makes the ganache filling for all their truffles, cutting and hand-dipping each one. Jim helps decorate the truffles and is responsible for prep and cleaning. Jim said they only use raw chocolates of the highest quality or fair trade and prefer to use local and or organic and fair trade ingredients whenever possible. Their truffles are a bit bigger than their competitors and less price, said Jim. The location we chose in Cushing Square is ideal because it was not too big and has many other popular stores around it, said Jim. The previous tenant was the Green Light, which quietly closed its doors last year. Now, over to Max. Thank you, Claire. Belmont League of Women Voters holds forum by Susan Shulman Pollitt, in consultation with Bev Freeman and Nava Nivogel. <coughs> On March 7th, the Belmont League of Women Voters held a forum, Is It Crucial to Expand Support and, and Services for Seniors? There were over 50 people in attendance. Bev Freeman of the LWV greeted the audience and opened with a statement that included concerns that older people have been leaving the town. Those who remain then bear the consequences of a more shrinking social network and isolation. Joel Samuels, moderator of the event and an attorney and former general counsel of the State Executive Office of Elder Affairs, spoke about the Friends of Belmont COA and their role in the community. He cited some key statistics which illustrated that at least 13% of Belmont residents are over 70. Over one-third of the total population of the town is age 55 and over. Nava Nivogel, director of the COA and first speaker on the panel, enumerated on the ways the Beach Street Center and COA are available to the community. She mentioned how the results of the study called Age-Friendly Belmont support the COA findings about how many seniors are struggling in the town. Niv Vogel referenced the Safe and Healthy Planning Group, an interdepartmental group that re meets regularly to discuss and problem solve around complex cases of seniors at risk. Niv Vogel mentioned that the group has advocated for an additional social worker to better treat and follow up on these cases and provide outreach to students who are, uh, residents who are, quote, under the wire, unquote. Assistant Police Chief James McIsaac, the second panelist, reviewed what, what his department does to support seniors. 
Police are called into homes where there are health emergencies, suspected cases of abuse and neglect, and seniors with dementia who wander or in other ways can harm themselves. They typically refer the elders to services of the COA, to Springwell and McLean Hospital. However, they too are not in a position to provide the appropriate follow-up. Just to indicate the level of department involvement in these types of situations, and as an example, McIsaac cited that one senior called 22 times <coughs> just in the last few months. Fire Captain Ken Gardner informed the audience of fire prevention efforts, such as ongoing forums on topics such as the File for Life program and tips to avoid fire risks. They have funds to install fire and carbon monoxide detectors and frequently go into homes for safety checks or to assist in health emergencies. Firefighters also feel that there are few resources to follow up on the vulnerable elders that they encounter. Belmont Housing Authority Director Jackie Martin spoke about the lack of apartments for people with mobility problems. There are many social services needs, interpersonal conflicts, and issues that they cannot address. Unlike housing authorities in many other communities, they don't have a community coordinator to handle such situations. Susan Schulman Pollitt, social worker with a specialty in working with older people and their families, was on the panel to ask follow-up questions of the speakers and provide a wrap-up of key points made at the end. The result of her questioning was that all of the agencies represented at the forum were united in their view that more social service is needed and that having an additional social worker would be a boon for the town. The audience expressed a wide range of concerns, such as unwieldy trash bins, taxes which are out of reach for seniors, unsafe sidewalks, limited transportation options, and a shortage of affordable housing. Members of the audience came up to speak in favor of having an additional social worker and that there is such a need. Former State Rep Ann Paulson stated that funding such a position is warranted, especially since, quote, handling so much of these cases is an inappropriate use of fire and police departments, unquote. Over to you, Bob. Thank you, Max. Belmont Savings to Become People's United by Joanna K. Zavallis. The signs for Belmont Savings Bank's six locations in Belmont, Leonard Street and Trapello Road, Cambridge, Watertown, Waltham, and Newton, will be replaced with People's United Bank signs over the weekend of March 30 and 31st in preparation for the, the day the sale officially closes on April the 1st. Connecticut-based People's United Bank announced on November 27th it is buying Belmont Savings Bank for $327 million, according to the Boston Business Journal. The deal will give People's United on NASDAQ, symbol PBCT, a network of branches just west of Boston, filling a gap in its local footprint. The bank currently has just under 50 branches in Massachusetts, including a significant number on the North Shore and in the western part of the state. According to the Business Journal, the deal is expected to close the second quarter of 2019, making it the eighth largest bank in the state by deposits. Belmont Savings, NASDAQ, symbol BLMT, has $3 billion in assets to People's United's total of $44 billion. The Belmont Center Business Association honored Mahoney at its final meeting with him as the bank president on March 19th. Deren 
Mukjanian, owner of the toy shop in Belmont, ran through a long list of all the contributions McMahoney helped make possible in his role as the bank president and through the Belmont Savings Bank Foundation. The list included many of the annual events the bank sponsors, which helped bring business to Belmont Center, such as Town Day and Turn on the Town, the Becca Pisa Run, uh, Payson Park Music Festival, Cushing Square Fall Festival, Belmont Porch Fest, and much more. You're such an important part of the town, said McJanian. We have a bank that has such input into the overall town's success is a tribute to you. Mahoney said that the mission statement written when his journey started with the Belmont Savings Bank in 2010 was to be the most admired bank in the region. If you do but if you do it by being a great place to work and by being a great place to bank and, and uh, being a great neighbor, they all go together, he said. Belmont Savings Bank Foundation will remain independent after April the 1st. The foundation has donated between three hundred and four hundred thousand annually to local causes in Belmont and surrounding communities served by Belmont Savings Bank. Since the announcement of the acquisition, the bank's stock has tripled, according to Mahoney. Patrick Sullivan, People's United President of Massachusetts and Executive Vice President of Commercial Banking, said that they will be involved in the community as much as Belmont Savings has been and will continue to sponsor Town Day. Sullivan has been with People's United for six years and has 40 years of banking experience. Belmont Savings Bank will bring the number of People's United branches in Massachusetts to 58. It has 400 branches in New England and 140 located in Stop and Shops. Mahoney will stay on board to assist with the transition until December the 31st. And now on to my colleague, Claire. Thank you, Bob. Incinerator site will be used for solar. Selectmen also honor retired animal control officer and talk about search for new police chief by Joanna K. Zuvelis. After nine months of public discussions, which began with a list of 17 potential post-closure uses for the former incinerator site on Concord Ave, the selectmen on March 18th voted unanimously in favor of a solar farm and battery storage. The final three options being considered were open space, a bike and skate park, or solar. The anaerobic digester and hockey rink were eliminated as options at the February 25th Selectman meeting because a letter from the Division of Capital Asset Management and Maintenance, DCAM, said if the town were to pursue any commercial development of the property, it would first be necessary to obtain amended or new legislation that would allow this to occur. Selectman Chairman Adam Dash said, they don't have time to change the legislation because the designing of the cap needs to start in May. Also, Dash said the appraised value of the land would change if it was developed by a third party to generate revenue. Dash said although Belmont is land poor, he did not think using the site as open space would be a good option because it will still be used by public works for storage and wouldn't be the most bucolic place to spend an afternoon. 
Dash said the bike and skate park is a great idea, but the town can barely take care of the parks it has and could not afford to maintain it. Dash said he thinks solar and battery storage is the best option because it would have the lowest impact on the neighborhood and help the town meet its climate action goals. He said it would be owned and managed by Belmont Light. Selectman Vice Chairman Mark Paolillo agreed with Dash. It's a passive use that will create an enormous benefit to the community, he said. Belmont Light General Manager Chris Roy said, solar, especially when paired with battery storage that is located within Belmont's borders, is a great way to boost Belmont's renewable energy portfolio while also combating against the rising coast costs associated with importing energy from the regional transmission grid. This helps the entire community make progress toward our climate action plan goals and minimize the risk for potential rate increases, said Roy. Now, here's Max. Thanks, Claire. Book series takes flight thanks to Local Parakeet by Joanna Catesuvelis. On School Street near the Burbank School lives a famous parakeet, Philomena. She is the main character in a series of children's books written by Belmont resident and Harvard Graduate School of Education professor Fernando Reimers, The Adventures of Philomena. Originally from Venezuela, Reimers has lived in Belmont since 1997 with his wife, Eleonora. They raised their two sons, Tomas and Pablo, in Belmont. Philomena, the family pet, was purchased from Belmont Pet Shop 12 years ago. Reimers, who specializes in education policy, became inspired to write the first book in his series one day when he was sitting at home in his kitchen grading papers and Philomena was staring at him from her cage. I remember wondering what she saw and what sense she made of it and I wrote a few paragraphs describing how the bird might see her cage and my kitchen, said Reimers. He asked some of his former students who have young children if they would be interested in reading the story about a parakeet to their children. I drew great joy from reading their feedback and imagining my former students reading to their children the way I had read to my sons when they were that age. Armed with this feedback and inspiration, I finished the story, said Reimers. The Burbank Elementary School where Reimers' sons went is depicted on the cover of the first book in the series, The Story of Philomena, illustrated by Russian artist Tanya Yastrobova. According to Reimers, each of the books is focused on values or dispositions which foster inclusion. The first book focuses on empathy, on the importance of developing the discipline to see the world through another's eyes as a foundation for understanding. The second book focuses on friendship and on the golden rule. The third book examines compassion. The fourth book focus on in focuses on inclusion. The values are illustrated through the stories of Philomena's adventures, said Reimers. One of his graduates runs a literacy program for hospitalized children in Mexico. She included the book in the program and invited him to read to the children. When he was leaving the hospital, one of the girls asked him to write more stories because she had enjoyed the book. He said he had never imagined that this simple book could bring joy to children spending extended periods in hospitals. Then some of my students and associates who are heads of schools around the world adopted the book for a project in which high school students read the book to younger children and then exchange essays on what they learned from the conversation with the little one, Reimer said. I am really enjoying knowing that high schoolers in the U.S., in India, in Dubai, in Colombia, in Mexico, are communicating reflections about discussing values with little ones. Over to you, Bob. Thanks, Max.
Local stars aim to preserve Homer House uh, through dance by Joanna K. Zavallis and Wendy Murphy. Ten local celebrities are participating in Dancing with the Belmont Stars to benefit the Belmont Women's Club, the organization responsible for maintaining and restoring the 1853 William Flagg Homer House, known as Belmont's Crown Jewel, the historic home which sits on a hill at 661 Pleasant Street. Becca Pizer is one of the stars who has been taking lessons donated by Fred Astaire Dance Studios to, pre- to prepare for the event, which takes place Friday, April the 5th at 6 p.m. at the Beach Street Center at 266 Beach Street. Other celebrities participating include State Senator William Brownsberger, Middlesex District Attorney Marion Ryan, two-time world champion challenged, uh, uh, two-time world marathon challenge champion Becca Pisa, town uh, clerk Ellen O'Brien Cushman, and selectman vice chairman Mark Paolillo, and Council on Aging director Nava Nivogel. Similar to the television show, Dancing with the Stars participating dancers uh, will be competing to win. Judges include Jimmy Tingle, founder of Humor for Humanity, Sylvia Whitney, acclaimed USO performer, and uh, Frankie Selly, the former owner of Frankie's Fish in Belmont Center. Former radio personality and singer Candio Terry will be the master of ceremonies. And now on to Claire. Thank you, Bob. Belmont Youth Commission to hold Peeps Diorama Contest. The Belmont Youth Commission will hold its sixth annual Peeps Diorama Contest. Participants can create their own Peeps Diorama out of marshmallows. Dioramas should be no bigger than a shoe or a boot box. Participants can bring their finished diorama to the Peeps Diorama Party from 2.45 to 3.45 p.m., April 11, in the small multi-purpose room of the Beach Street Center at 266 Beach Street, Belmont. Voting will start at 3 p.m. The competition is open to all ages, and prizes will be awarded to first and second place winners in the child, teen, and adult categories. Refreshments will also be served. This event is sponsored by the Belmont Youth Commission, Belmont Youth and Family Services Program, and the Belmont Council on Aging. For information, contact Marissa Melanson, Youth Coordinator, at 617-993-2720. Now, over to Max. Thanks, Claire. Belmont World Film to present The Heiresses. Belmont World Film will present The Heiresses, directed by Marcello Martinzi, at 7.30 p.m. on April 1st at the Studio Cinema 376 Trapello Road, Belmont. The film was Paraguay's 2019 submission for the Best Foreign Language Film Oscar. Jimena Casante Matamoros, a queer rights activist and spoken word poetry performer originally from Costa Rica, will lead the discussion following the film. The film compellingly explores a number of subjects that are given little exposure in mainstream cinema, including the complexity of sexuality and social status, said Belmont World Film Executive Director Ellen Gittleman. Although it takes place in Paraguay, the the basic issues are universal. 
Belmont World Films' 18th Annual International Film Series, Making Peace, will run for five Monday nights through April 29th at the Studio Cinema in Belmont with films beginning at 7.30 p.m. Back to you, Bob. Along with my colleagues, Claire and Max, we thank you for listening to the Talking News and hope you've enjoyed the show. We will return next week for another edition of Local News Happenings around Belmont.